five nights with Smash Africa. Smash Africa. Tonight, I am joined by the one and only Manda Walter Dube on the line. Good evening. Welcome to 5FM. He is a director. He is a father. He is a cinematographer. He is an inspiration. He's a he's a motivator. And I don't know. You're also a mentor, right, Manda? Yeah, yeah. And I'm also a farmer. And he he's also a farmer. Talk about working the land, man. Let's get the horn section in the building. Come on! <laughs> Well, yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Welcome, How are you? welcome to Five Nights, bro. I I am privileged to have you in my space. I am grateful for life. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunities that we can express ourselves freely. You know what I sure. mean? Um, sure, so man. I'm I'm just oozing gratitude. No, me too, brother. It's so so beautiful to be on your show, and thanks for reaching out. You know. Uh, I'm so glad you still have my number. <laughs> so uh, mm. last week I called Mandla and I tell him, um, I pitch the interview to him and I say, you know, I, I didn't want to go out. I wanted to go on my phone book and see who I can bring on my phone book. And lo and behold, uh, Mandla did not change his number. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> with all of the success that I claim, the, you know, all the strides and wins that you've had, right? And he hasn't changed his number, stayed the same. And he lost my number, but he <laughs> he engaged me in the conversation, you know? <laughs> and at the end, when I told him, and I told him it's me, he sent me a throwback image. You can go to my IG. I, I posted it in my stories there. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> so okay, I just, I just, nice. I just felt like it, 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 it was written in the stars for us to have this conversation, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it is definitely, you know. And uh, you know how we, we in the, in the, in the creative industry, we like, can we curse on this show? No, 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 no. It's radio still, bro. We're not on a podcast. Okay. <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, you know. How, you know how we are like saying in the film in, in the creative industry you know uh, if the stars align you know and things will work out and I think that is so egotistical and so naive you know mm. uh, and that's I've been on this path this whole year to, to, to say like the stars have been aligned for the past 8 billion years or something you know dude we are the ones we are the ones that need to align to the stars dude you know? Last night, I'm outside Mm. and I'm looking at the stars, right? Oh, my God. And something says to me, this is what, like, I'm looking up in the sky. And something says to me, you see all of these stars that you are seeing that are visible to your naked eye right now from Mm. where I was. I could go elsewhere in the the world and still see them and they'll still be there. But here is the craziest thought that went through my mind. It's like... Mm based on what we are seeing with our eyes does not mean those stars that are shining behind or in front of the stars we can see are not there so hence we cannot we cannot die to be noticed everywhere we go or look for that validation when we are already burning with the same force that the stars have Exactly. You know, I don't know why I came to like this is last night, man. I, I kid you not, bro. L- let me. No, I, I believe. You. I believe. The more we align with each other, 
the more the magic that's inside of us will be realized and it won't be a phenomenon like oh my god you know like we won't be shocked it'll just be yeah that's normal you know like you were looking at the stars last night they were talking to you and then tonight the next day you and i are talking about the same stars because we are aligning we are, we are, we are more and more aligning with each other you know what i mean Yeah, so, I, I so. really, I really love that, Mandla. I really love that, mm. Mandla. Um, what music are you listening to um, at home in your car when you're just chilling, kicking back, relaxing? I listen to Fela. I listen to. I'm a piano lately. I'm from Pretoria. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to uh, Burner Boy. I listen to Black Coffee. I listen to. Um, Max Roach. I listen to. Geez, uh, I love the MJQ, mm-hmm. Modern Jazz Quartet. Uh, a friend of mine, Mohau Kekana, is a musician. He's got a jazz Sundays at his place in Mabopani. So I listen to jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to you know to the, some of them some some rhythms that come up in my head. This morning I was driving the kids to school. And we were singing. Uh, we were freestyling. Yeah. We were driving to school. So, so yeah, you know. What's the content? What's the content? Um, what's the content? Do your kids freestyle about? Like, where, where, oh, where's their headspace at? Is it? <laughs> no, we, we were. I think we were freestyling this morning in the car to keep ourselves warm. Uh-huh. You know, like, what are you saying? Like. I got the chili bites. I got the chili bites. Uh-huh. It's too cold outside. <laughs> but I'm not, you know what I mean? Ah, <laughs> uh, damn! I love that, bro. Yeah. I really love that. Manda, have you yeah. have you always have you always? Um, I I think you have. But like, when did you know that you were given the the creative talent or the ability to see th- things through the lens, um, the ability to t- direct? a screenplay into a film or a feature film when when did you notice the talent look when i when i um well where do where do i start the story all right i mean time is timeless isn't it it's like one mm. and um i didn't have speech until i was about six seven years old mm. um so i had a lot of years of just listening and listening and listening to 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 stories and to to you know to being told you need to speak you need to start talking and all those things because i i just didn't have speech mm-hmm. so you know flash forward um, to later on and 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 that's what 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 unlocked my tongue for me to be able to speak was when my parents just placed me in front of a tv screen and they said oh if you're not going to talk you know talk to these folks who are in this TV box maybe they'll get you and that's what helped <laughs> to unlock <laughs> maybe that's what that, that that's what got to unlock my tongue mm, like, mm. like really literally TV and cinema gave me a voice and 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 later on when I grew up um, I went to to go to 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 film school mm-hmm. um, I met a teacher Dr. Eichelberger who um encouraged us to be able to to take as many pictures you know if you want to be filmmakers take pictures with anything so you, and, and there's there's a there's a cinematographer who used to 
shoot for um, for Spike Lee, uh, Ennis Dickerson, and he said, "Develop your eye. Mm. Shoot anything. Shoot anything. Even if sometimes you don't have a camera, look in the mirror in the bathroom. Create a camera because you know you don't have a camera with you. So create a camera with your hand. Create a composition with, by joining two of your hands to create an aspect ratio." And start close your other eye and look through the room like you're the camera and move around mm. because you are the camera, you know. Mm. So, so, so you know. Flash forward, and I always thought I would only be a cinematographer. I would never be a director. And then I worked, you know. I came across this material of being introduced to uh, Solomon Masangu's family, mm. and I was lecturing at Vets University. And I saw the apathy in my students. I was like, you know, they were like, nah, we don't care about struggle heroes and all of that. You know, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, no, but you gotta learn. So that's why so I started telling these stories. Uh, you know, I created, I came up with this trilogy of films called The Legends of Freedom. Uh, it's Galushi, the story of Solomon Masangu, uh, Silverton Siege, and then the trilogy will be completed by the Rivonia trial. Oh no! And, oh no! Yeah. That's some crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I almost cursed on my own show. Damn, you making me lose my mind, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man! So I was working with this friend of mine, Teddy Matera, uh, and 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 we were writing Solomon Masangu. Actually, we did it. A, it was a stage play first at the South African State Theatre, and uh, Aubrey Sakabi and them. And then I was like, but I'm not a theater guy. This is just not me. I like movies. I like pictures that move. And then I, you know, then I realized that okay, there was appetite for this content because it did really well. We did a, we did the Galushi Solomon Wasangu stage play. And then we did the Rivonia trial stage play at the State Theater, and they were both like successful. A lot of people came to see them. Great actors. And then I took that content and I said, let me go and do what I really love, which is making films. Well, we... as... Yes, go go so, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Vandla. So as we were writing, you know, uh, Solomon Matlangu's story with Teddy Matera, I said, okay, do you, can you direct this, Teddy? And Teddy was like, nah, this content is just too deep for me. I'm not even trying to mess with this. Mm-hmm. You know, I can help you write it, but I don't think I can direct it. And then I asked, you know, other director, I asked Akin Nomotoso, Akin was like, nah, nah, I wouldn't even know where to start. I, you know, I asked Kaloma Tabani, I mm-hmm. asked Miki Dube, I asked. They were like, no, no, no. And then I came back to Teddy. I said, Teddy, I can't find anybody to direct this thing, and I really want to tell the story. He said, you know why you can't find anybody? He said, why? He says, because you are supposed to tell the story. You're supposed to to honor Solomon Masangu and tell his story. That's why you can't find other directors to do it. And I said, really? And he says, yeah. And I had heard that if something makes you scared, then you must confront it and get over the fear and do it, you know? Oh, man. So I said, all right. That's, that's the challenge. Then I'll tell his story. So I went into his grave. I went to, you know, to speak to him, you know, she's in pot libation and said, all right, dude, if you want me to tell your story, give me everything. Tell me what I need to do. And the rest is, yeah. And I just took it on, you know. I love that. Paving the way and also um, paying homage and respect to those who walked before you. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah. the reason why I want to touch on this, I believe Kokasi in the hood 
That's where beautiful stories live. And yeah. for the longest of time, uh, people from Kokasi haven't had the opportunities to tell their stories the way they can tell their stories through social media today. Do you know mm. what I mean? But in mm. your time, you know, when you were out there in, in Atlanta, the United States mm-hmm. of America, mm-hmm. there was no such thing as social media. Now, no, I, I there have, was no such thing as social media, but there were music videos, right? Uh-huh. And, and, and the music video was a platform where we experimented. It was like a laboratory. And we were these scientists experimenting with, with light and movement and all sorts of things. You know, dance and, and artists, you know, musicians would come up with a song and they'd want to have that song, you know, uh, um, um, you know, they would want to personify some of those characters that they were singing about and so forth. Mm, and mm. So as a filmmaker, you had to come up with these creative ways of making, you know, their songs blow up. Mm, and, mm. and, and you know, I worked with some very talented, uh, you know, uh, music video directors. Uh, when I, as a cameraman, as a cinematographer, worked with people like Hype Williams, you know, uh, Keith Ward and... Um, even Spike Lee and then you know they would come and do music videos in Atlanta so and I was a cinematographer so mm, mm, mm. you know they would always okay go to yeah, talk to the African dude man he's got access to the to the <laughs> to the cameras and stuff <laughs> you know <laughs> so so there I, there I found myself making one music videos for um, for Outcast and uh, for for Goody Mob I don't know if you know these groups but Arrested Development videos. Yeah, Arrested Development and, you know, uh, even people like uh, Biggie Smalls and Tupac, they came through and we shot music videos for them. And so what happened is that, you know, in when you are there, you're listening to the song for 18 hours, mm. sometimes 24 hours. And you got to come up with various ways of being able to capture that song and to, 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 to feel different and, you know, I mean, I remember once I was hanging on top of a crane, and 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 the key grip was like, "Hey, do better, you know, they, they, you were right up there, man." I was like, "I'm about to fall, but you know, I'm getting the shot." <laughs> do anything for the shot. Do anything. Do anything. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I love that. So so we so we learned a lot. I mean, and the guy that I'm talking about, Keith Ward. Keith Ward, you know, he shot music videos for. For brandy and uh, there was a you know it's some what the guy what's the guy's name um, Montel Montel was it Montel? Montel Jordan yeah something for the homies that guy yeah right? yeah you know? yeah yeah that guy so so Keith that did all of that stuff and he was very innovative you know and and so one of the things that he, he I remember he was asking me once he was editing I don't know one of the music videos with I think we had done Jamisia the there's a lady named Jamisia. We had done a music video for her, and 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 he said, "Hey, what what's? Let me show you something." And he showed me a music video that was done by like someone like Mark Romanek. You know, Mark Romanek used to make these crazy music videos. Mm-hmm. Mark Romanek's music videos would be like thirty million dollars for mm-hmm. music videos. He did, mm-hmm. he did a he did a, a Michael Jackson scream with the Michael Jackson and uh, and and Janet Jackson. Yeah, yeah. So he so so Keith was asking me. He's like. You see that when when he edits, 
he uses these flashes for transition. Yes. And then he said, he says, like, what is that? I said, Keith, he just turns the camera on and off. He's like, what? <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he just turned the camera off. So what, what happens in, in, in film, back when we used to shoot on film, when you turn the camera on, it overexposes the the the, the, the film mm-hmm. the film in, in, in the film plane inside. Right? It's like a pre roll of some kind, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And then it'll it'll expose the image that you see in front of you. So 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 what a lot of music video directors started doing is picking up this trick and it's literally turning the camera on and off. So anything goes. And then there was another one where, you know, the director is sitting at the monitor and then you literally just changing a lens and by mistake the camera is rolling as you're changing the oh, as you change the lens. Yeah. So <laughs> right. So this so there'll be an image of something that they've never seen before. It's it's out of focus, it's overexposed, but yet the image is wobbling kind of thing. And then they're like, We like that. I'm like, but I'm just changing the lens, you know? And they're like, No, 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 that mistake, we like it, you know so they would use those as transitions and so forth so music videos started becoming a place where we would experiment we like literally take the camera turn it into the sun overexpose it and then come down and whip pan it into something that is dark and you know the director would be like yeah that was cool do that again and you're like all that dude is just overexposed film and then come back you know and whip pen it into something else so i learned a lot from from filmmakers who had who'd come from out of new york that come out of la and coming through atlanta and back in the day atlanta isn't wasn't what it is now i mean mm-hmm. there was no tyler perry studios and stuff like that so we would let out and and so i, I and i would take a lot of still photography i'll take a lot of black and white photographs and 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 there's wisdom in in learning black and white because you know black and white is is all grayscale you know it's about the zone system and then you 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 eliminate all the variables there's no color um you like i i to tell you the truth i started seeing more in shades of gray before i could before i could understand color you know mm. and and you know and then you later on and you learn that when you start shooting even in color that you know even your skin tone as a, as a black african melanin melanin skin person you are not even regarded as a standard or as a as anywhere within the spectrum of of of, of what should be taken as a picture you know mm-hmm. and and then and then you start experimenting more in front of but how come why is that and then you only find out that the technology was manufactured for white caucasian skin tone people mm. and and the demographics of us were just not there uh not to say that we didn't exist but stories were being told using motion picture cameras uh, to entertain white folks mm-hmm. that's just how it was you know and we came in as an afterthought later on i mean even one of the first films that were made in hollywood is called birth of a nation yep and birth of a nation is about the ku klux klan and the uprising of uh, of how the the ku, the ku klux klan was formed because of of uh, um 
black skin folks are taking these pure white beautiful uh, um, angry from being uh, slaves for so long and now the Ku Klux Klan had to stand up and protect the white race that's that's basically the crux of the narrative mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and it wasn't even black actors that were acting they had, they had white actors that they put black paint on them to play so that was the first major narrative that came out of hollywood so even then when the technology was made it was specifically engineered for for uh for, for white caucasian skin tones and then flash forward to now into the digital world the world that we're living in now the standard is still white caucasian skin tone mm-hmm. so it's that you know so we've we've got to inject ourselves in the technology and change and disrupt the technology because digital technology is in the hands of everybody you know uh it you know whereas film was very elite and it was very expensive you couldn't afford to to shoot on film and you know only a so now digital has allowed us digital has disrupted digital is amazing you know you can just pick up your phone and make a film if you like you know you don't have to wait for somebody to to give you permission to tell a story you know so 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 yeah we walk on the on, on the shoulders of giants who sacrificed and who uh, paved the way for us to be able to now have these tools to tell stories mm-hmm. you know the people like Gordon Parks who who were like lonely working in the Hollywood system and black you know people like Haley Gerema who made uh, Sankofa people like Jibril Diopmabeti out of Senegal and uh, you know and uh, Usman Sembene you know you know the old griots. I mean griots who 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 were archivists, who are archivists for communities, you know. And even here is in Bongi in South in Southern Africa, you know, praise singers. Mm-hmm. Those people have been you know who 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 have been the art of storytelling has been passed on from generations to generations. And and I think once we can start tapping into I've got this thing that I call you know voodoo cinema yeah right? yeah and and voodoo cinema basically is literally what you were talking about earlier on about leaning and walking on the giants of those who came before us you know yep. and 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 being and being a storyteller so that you could be able to be that key way for those that are coming in the future and 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 if you don't dig deeper into why is it that you're even telling stories i mean stories are going to be here for the next i'll tell you what five thousand years from now yeah. nobody's going to remember nobody's going to remember Nganza. Mm-hmm. nobody's going to remember julius malema nobody's going to remember they won't even care they won't even remember you know the sura ramaphosa or they just they just won't remember because they won't matter but people will remember stories yeah and they stories, they live forever stories live forever you know stories become immortal and and i think uh, uh we need to have more young people nowadays tell them the story of who they are now you know what i mean that we was need, we need to have, that was my next question my next question mm-hmm. is what do you say to a young person listening now because i i mentioned like you know like when when you are not given a platform 
to to tell your story mm. um and like in the music video days or still now you use mm. those opportunities to tell your story and eventually everybody follows suit we see it with sub genres you look at gom mm. you look at amapiano you look at kwaito mm. you mm. look at skanda rap all of that yeah. is is like literally these guys saying we want to disrupt but we are mm. not disrupting to break we are disrupting to tell you guys our story yeah you know yeah. so what do you say to a young person who 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 does not know because the chat is like i don't know where to begin smash <laughs> i think i think i think i think i think it you know it begins look i didn't i, I was saying to you early on i didn't have speech until i was about six seven years old right mm, mm. so cinema and television became a voice for me like for survival mm. i had to tell my stories i had to tell a story to be able to be heard mm. i think it starts with the mirror you know i mean it sounds cliche you know i'm looking at the man in the mirror yes. you know it's it, it sounds cliche but <laughs> it is true like it literally starts with you tell your story i remember being because i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't uh, i didn't have speech and once i started verbalizing myself and started talking and all of that one of the first things that my mother my mother did was in my father they got they got a typewriter mm-hmm. and i had to i had to type who i am you know my name is mandla gaise walter dube i am from mabopani and my grandfather is from winterfeld we reside in 2039 block a mabopani mm. and my you know i mean i had to write <laughs> that's on a typewriter Oh man. And I still remember that. I still remember where I I made a in the in the in the name Winterfeld, I made a mistake. I didn't put the T. And then because the the old typewriters of top top top, yeah. you know, it's like ah, well, I, 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 then I literally I remember it because it was in my photo album. I, t- I had to take a red pen and and write in that <laughs> T. <tea. laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, so so it's 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 like you know it, it, what we should have young people do, and and my wife does it with our with our boys, and she gets them to sit down, and they gotta write, and they have to articulate themselves. They have to know how to hold it. You know, if, if we can just empower young people to be able to 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 assert themselves and who they are. And the rest will happen, you know. Um, and 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 no, and not be afraid. Whether you are writing, yo, I write. I mean, I, I write wherever. Whenever an idea comes, I just write. It. Even if it's on a piece of toilet paper, or I have to write it down somewhere, you know. Mm. Otherwise, because because there's so much information that you get through, especially in this day of instant messaging and so forth and social media. You know, if, even even in social media. You could write because you, it's it's short stories that you can write in Twitter, it's short stories you can write in Instagram, you can it's short stories you can write in Facebook. So you are writing, you know. And that's the thing about Africans: we've never stopped being creative. We always created. We've always created, you know. Mm. Um, and I think I mean one of one of the quick short hands I, I always give when I smash is, if you take the map of Africa, right. Are you with me? If you take the globe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Take the globe, my brother. Turn it upside down. And where is Africa at the, when you do that? It's at the top. 
it's at the top and where does humanity come from from africa so that's how we should be seeing the world oh yes that's like that's literally my quick hand of saying decolonizing the mind he said say alephats it'll turn upside down because the, the the river nile flows down north yes right yes it doesn't fall down south so we are literally at the top of the world and then london is at the bottom of the world right so we 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 humanity left southern africa where the cradle of humankind is from and then we penetrated planet earth leaving the top of the world where we are now to go and and inhabit and you know the planet earth where we be and we ended up becoming you know, Asians and Caucasians and, uh, and 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 people that are in the Americas and so forth, you know, as indigenous people. So, what I to like, are at the top of the world on planet on 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 the continent of Africa, because of colonialism, the map of the world was turned upside down to where Europe was on top. Right? If you look at ancient maps of 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 that that Arabs used to draw, mm-hmm. they used to call them Al Kubulan. Al Kubulan. Al Kubulan is like means the first land. Okay. You, you know, even when they pray in Islam, the, the Azan, the Adan, they call prayer. It's the first prayer. You know, you know. But the Azania, when they say Azan, Azania, uh-huh. they mean the first people. Uh-huh. Right. So, so we are the ones who allowed to be, to end up. We allowed others to call us the last people. Hold on, and hold then, on, Mandla. So, so I've heard, I've heard the phrase that Africa was Al Kubalan at some point in my life. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm. Just, is that the same? That's the same reference you are speaking yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. That's what it was called back in ancient. You know, back in the day. Back in the day when when the indian when the ocean that's now called indian ocean was called the ethiopian ocean right oh, back man. in the day when 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 africans were trading with china india the far east and egypt and all that stuff way before we could interact with europe you know they we were with the people revered this continent people because the, the king solomon's mines and all yeah, that stuff yeah right yeah they, those mines are here it's a like gold the only places where you could find a lot of gold were west africa and southern africa because there was no gold in egypt yeah. they didn't mine gold. but you see tutankhamen you see Ramesses. all of them are carved in gold that gold came from either West Africa or Southern Africa. You know, there's there's no other like it's just it's just is like is that way. That's just the truth. You know, so well, we work out the King Solomon mines and you know the the the, the mines are Queen Sheba and all. they're talking about these mines that were here in, in, in the Mashona land in Great Zimbabwe, Kubo Mapungu, Kubo Sofala, and so forth. Because never ever trade away. Africans were trading and inter in, in with each other within the continent for thousands and thousands of years. Speaking of Mapungube, that place is a special place for civilization, bro. Like yeah, I feel yeah. like every kid, no matter yeah. the race, 
they need to make yeah. a trip down there or read about it. And yeah. when you when you go there, it's 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 different to when you have read about it. So because I read about it first, and then I went right. there, and it just made perfect sense. Yeah, the energy when you're there is just remarkable. Literally, my wait, wait, wait. You know what? You know, you know. In they talk about the the Tigris and the Euphrates rivers, right? Yes. Wherever you're gonna have two rivers that are major, you're gonna have a civilization that's gonna thrive and grow, right? That's right. So now, mogoro na mo, muna li ire na iriki bariki mono motapa. Uh huh. Now, mono motapa was an ancient high culture or ancient civilization that started with the Mashona or Bakalaka or whatever you want to call them between the two rivers of the Limpopo and the Zambezi that were flowing outward towards what's now called the Indian Ocean the Ethiopian Sea right so they ended up being able to trade with each other and 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 they developed a a, a civilization that spanned from about 800 AD to up until the 15-1600s when the Portuguese ended up coming in to 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 disrupt it. That's a long time, and That's they were trading in time. That a is very, a very, very long, long time. time. Very long time. So so and 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 people are able to do a lot of good things when have another cause or when there's peace in the land. You know, you're able to think, and you know, there's a lot of intellectualism. Uh, debates that can go on. There's a lot of uh, innovation. There's a lot of creativity that comes out, and that's why we're able to achieve and and, and produce items like being able to take an entire piece of gold and make beads out of it, mm-hmm. like you saw in Mapungu. Nerezi beads are gold. the rhino, the golden rhino, and all of that. But then, when all of that got disrupted, when we stopped being aligned, we spoke about alignment earlier on. Yep, yep. We lost, we lost a lot of our ways, you know, you know, to a point where we poach gold, we poach rhino horns, mm. we poach, we poach elephant tusks, mm. right, and not realizing that we are actually killing animal totems yeah i was gonna even say clan names bro our our clan names are literally intertwined with nature like like there is no separating man from nature and our clan our clan names are the answer mm. whether you know your full clan name or not mm. there mm. lies in the answer Manda, my goodness brah i feel like we need to have like our own podcast on this chat <laughs> i didn't even get to some yeah, of my questions true. bro and i've run out we of time should. oh no oh no Not you could bit. you could say that again bro we'll do it some other time again we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have it yeah and because you're a busy guy as well so I'm gonna make sure that I invite you into the studios, and then we sit down, and we just record mm. on, on on video as well as audio, um, and no, pick up the conversation that. where where we left it. Because I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to rush you into what does the future look like? Because I feel like mm. you've you've left me and an, a, a listener with something mm-hmm. to go and research 
think about mm. apply their mind and also try and dissect with the resources that we have because we have the means now yeah we sure do you know what i mean we have the means now there's no excuse now not to have uh, uh, access to knowledge it's there man oh man manda thank you so mm. much for the knowledge thank you so much for being the light thank you so much for a reminder of who we are as a people and knowing exactly why we are here we are not here by chance we are mm. we are we are here for a bigger reason and we need mm. to stay aligned to our purpose and if you feel lost you need to get down on your knees consult seek mm. information and knowledge so that you can get on your path and that's what i got from this interview bro thank you sir i really thank you for inv- i really i really i really appreciate it ladies and gentlemen that is uh, manda walter dube award-winning South African cinematographer. Smash Africa on five.